and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Thank you for joining us. If you're live with us, we're a little bit earlier than normal in the one o'clock hour on Tuesday. Um, uh, we're going to break down uh, for the next hour the State of the Union address, what we expect, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the topics. Uh, it's very, fuck that. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Fuck no. No. Are you going to be uh, watching live? Are you going to be watching live tonight? Yeah, but all all I want is for Joe Biden to not come off as a doddering old guy who can't read the teleprompter and brings up the issue that really hangs over all of this, no matter what kind of job you think he's done no matter what you believe in terms of him being able to beat whoever would be thrown up against him in 2024, he's, he's 80, he'll be 82. And, uh, he, he obviously doesn't have a 97 mile an hour fastball anymore, but a lot of pitchers in their later years, uh, adapt and come up with other pitches Curveballs, mm-hmm. change-ups, sliders, knuckleballs, <laughs> knuckleballs, right? So that, that's really yeah, Tom's. You're great. The great Tom Seaver able to win games late into his career because he the, didn't have the, the same uh, fastball he did in '69. The the atmospherics are going to be more important than the content because nobody remembers anything that, that's being. And and by the way, uh, I guess there's like a whole slew of guests who are going to. Uh, be there to be um, used as uh, props and examples and and things of that sort. I hope they don't overdo that. Um, but there is one thing, that I, and I know you don't bet on this particular aspect of uh, life in America, but I think you might be able to if you can find someone to take the bet. There is no way that the other side of the aisle, the Republicans sitting there, are going to be able to resist doing something stupid. But, you know, it, remember that you lied. You know, there was the you lied guy. They're Joe all, Wilson. They will not be able to hold themselves back because if um, Joe Biden says, well, this is the lowest unemployment rate since 1969. It's something to celebrate. You have nothing to do with it. You know, the, the, They will not be able to hold themselves back. And you know what happens at that point, it's game over. Biden can put a W up on the wall. It never, they, but it never matters because the, the 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 Democratic president can always say, "Look, it's not me; it's the hard work of the American people." And the Republicans will claim that he's taking credit for it. Meanwhile, Donald Trump, every job that created, he fucking did it. He went out there and hired them. He okay. put them on payroll. He he did he did every fucking thing. Every job in America That's that was correct. created between that, that 2017 and 2021. It's about time you admit that that, that, <laughs> that man just... was a job creation machine. <laughs> So that that shitty 2020 that we had his last year in office when we when it cratered was that also his fault or that it was just the good stuff he was in charge of and the shit stuff was not his fault? How does that work? How does that work, Brad? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's got good people who uh, who help him write what he wants to say, and I'm sure it'll it'll be fine. But to me, the tell here is that the Republicans who are charged with uh, hiring some sap to give the uh, quote-unquote response following the State of the Union. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, I mean, that is equivalent to being the fourth guy cleaning up the shit after the elephants at the uh, Ringling <laughs> Brothers barn. See, there used to be this thing called the Ringling Brothers. I think it's coming back. Yeah. Uh, with no elephants, though. No live yeah, animals. Right. Yeah, fuck the elephants. Yeah, yeah that'll those. be great. And, <laughs> anyway, so they picked Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the governor of Arkansas, to give the response. And there is no more of a beholden to Donald Trump 
for her career and her life, except for her father, whose last name is also, I think it's Huckabee, pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. But she is a Trumper through and through. And uh, if you want the symbolism, you got it, Trumpers. Republicans, you pick this one. No matter what she says, no matter what she does, that's what you put up there. This is not about moving on. This is not about uh, acknowledging what needs to be acknowledged about the last eight years in this country. It's, we're now into like eight years of Trump when you think about it, right? Because it was about yeah. two years before the election that he yeah. kind of came out and you knew he was going to be running. You're right. So August, the 6th, August the 6th of 2015 in that fucking hangar at the uh, Reagan Library in California. That's when he made that first appearance. Right. Uh, so they pick Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who is doing all the culture war bullshit that Ron DeSantis is in Florida. Maybe not the exact same ones, but but very close. And she's not getting the kind of attention that he is because she's not running for president yet. <laughs> and uh, so they're, they're all in on that. And, you know, you and I aren't Republicans. We don't vote in Republican primaries. And it's not likely we would vote for uh, any Republican nominee for president, no matter who it is. But uh, I think 24 hours from now, that's what we'll be saying. I think. And, and by the way, this could be one of those where, you know, the uh, response, no one ever pays attention to that. It's really right. And after, uh, but I well, think this has the potential because she's going to remember what a um, aggressively obnoxious, lying sack of dung et she was as the press secretary. You know, she was able to lie with a straight face. And so there's no reason to believe you're not going to get spun tonight by her or attempted to be spun by her in in ways maybe we've never seen in one of these response speeches um for for all i know she will be placing um joe biden in vladimir putin's cabinet or (laughs) something stupid like this you know i'm I'm just glad we've gotten to the point where there's not seven different republican responses remember the good old days where the tea party would have a response separate from the Republican Party response. Do you remember that? That was well, the Michelle Bachman looking at the wrong camera, cross-eyed, looking like a, a maniac. Remember that whole situation? Well, there is going to be a, a second one in Spanish by a Republican congressman from Arizona. So there will be uh, a, a second one. So that, But at least uh, the Freedom Caucus, the the uh, guys who are the the benefactors and the uh, re- remnants of the Tea Party, they're not res- they're not wanting a separate one. He's Kevin McCarthy's been able to keep them in line at least enough not to demand their own separate response. It doesn't matter at this point. It it just it just does not matter. It, but you remember it, those days. You remember the good old days when they would have two or three different yeah. responses because the Republican so, one was not good enough. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't think it is beneficial for you and me to talk about specifics or what he's going to oh, say. Oh, no, no. He needs, we're, he's, we're not, I mean, we're not that, we're not that. He, he, he needs to talk about the economy a lot, but then he knows that he's going to, he's going to talk about the economy a lot. Everybody, that's no, no, what people Brit, want We to need to send him a yeah. message. Yeah, he has no idea. <laughs> <He's clueless. laughs> he let me, let me go through my list here. Cause it's a good one today. Ready? Yeah. Sports writers and comedy, a deadly combination. Jesus. Um, TikTok challenge, stupidity, Reaches new heights, literally. Uh, no need to worry about Ticketmaster blowing a Pink Floyd reunion ticket. <laughs> Not related to that, but sort of. Britt, you and I are LeBron James ticket buying geniuses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Roe versus Wade may live after all. Jesus. Joe Rogan and the Jews. Jesus. And Kevin Burkhart, broadcaster on the Super Bowl, is the man. Yeah. He is the man. All right, let's do let's do that one first. Super Bowl, of course. I think everyone knows it's Sunday. I certainly hope so. If now, you'd how, like a list of places where you can stream. How do I find it on my TV? I'm going to undo my pants, and I want you to look on my ball sack and just stare closely and see if you can see it. Kevin Burkhart, now the, the, the news that came out yesterday is that Tom Brady did his – 
God damn. His one annual interview a year with Colin Cowherd, who is the biggest sycophantic Tom Brady kiss up in history. And Tom Brady has met with the officials at Fox and they've said, eh, we don't know if you're going to do so well. Why don't you take 2023 off? We'll start you in the NFL booth in 2024. How does that sound, Tommy? And that's, know, that's, that's the decision. A lot of, a lot of kids after they graduate high school, decide to uh, take a, a year off. Yeah, a, yeah, a year off before they go to college. They, they want to find themselves. They want to go do some uh, charitable work, uh, something with the environment or with poor people on another continent. Uh, in the case of Tom Brady, taking this year off after his retirement from football before he uh, begins his next career is nothing like that at all, Okay. In fact, I actually have his uh, note that he sent to me personally. He says, I just want to take more time to spend with myself, <laughs> myself for a whole year. All right. So this is the lamest, most obvious attempt to slowly wiggle out of something that both sides know is, to uh, paraphrase Bill Clinton, a dead bang loser, a dead bang loser, which would be Tom Brady uh, sitting next to whoever is the lead broadcaster as the color guy. Why? Because he's never done it and he doesn't seem, at least to me, and I'm sure the Fox people know this better than, than anybody, doesn't seem to have that kind of personality. It's a very, very specialized skill mm -hmm. to, to jump in there. It's, it just is. And there are no more John Maddens. Okay. Uh, and, you know, if you watch a lot of football on Sunday and you see all the different broadcast teams, you really do hear a lot of good people. There, there are a lot of good people who are in that second position. And uh, none of them, of course, hold the all-time passing record or won you know, seven Super Bowls. So, you know, they're not likely to get the uh, the the top job on the big game or the uh, the Super Bowls that, that are going to be broadcast by a given network. But they realize, they realize that Greg Olson is the man. He's stepped up. The fans love him. The press yeah. loves him. Everybody likes him. He's, you know, he, he's really, in less than two years, made it his own, as uh, Simon Cowell used to say. He made it your own. Made it his own. And uh, you just you just can't push that aside. So uh, Tom Brady, not being stupid, he's not being stupid here. He's being very smart. And uh, a year from now, we'll, eh, okay, uh, it'll be in small print somewhere, and then it'll be a big story that, that Tom Brady has come up with something else to do, and both sides are going to decide that uh, this contract is uh, null and void. We're good friends. I'll still do other things for Fox. There are lots yeah. of, you, you can just see they're, they're trying to wiggle out of this. We, we can fuck every now and again, but we're not going to live together. We, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Right. We'll meet like twice a year, have dinner, have sex in a hotel room and go our separate ways. Right. So here's, here's Kevin Burkhart. And uh, he is talking about this for the first time because he's the guy that has to sit there and work with Greg Olson. I'm sure he loves it. Um, Here's the quote. The reality is, other than being asked in every media interview that I've done, and I mean this on or off the record, I have not thought about Tom Brady as a broadcaster for 10 fucking seconds. <laughs> and, and why would he? Perfect. That's it. And why, why would he? Yeah. So you uh, really uh, think that this? You think you really think this is not going to happen? That Tom Brady's not going to be the lead yep. analyst for the NFL on Fox. No way. All right, Snurdly. No way. Okay, uh, that's as misplaced um, a job for Tom Brady as being president was for Donald Trump. Ah. Okay. Well, and I would say it's unfair. It's unfair to Brady because obviously Donald Trump was the least prepared or skilled person to hold an important job and being a guy on the football games is not that really i'm i'm not doubting you at all i'm not doubting what you're saying at all but also given this guy's penchant 
for just being nose to the grindstone, doing whatever it takes, do you think it's also possible he'll spend a year with consultants and with watching tape and doing this, that, and the third to try to make himself the very best and make himself into the ultimate analyst in 2024? So, so Britt, uh, having been in the broadcasting business as long as you have and as long as I have, what do you think a consultant could do? Oh, fuck him up. Turn Tom Brady. <laughs> fuck him up forever. <laughs> a super broadcaster. He, he'd be a combination of Chris Collinsworth and John Madden and Don Meredith. And uh, he'd be, no. It, Here's the, this it, is the it, problem. No, that's just no, no. This is the inherent problem that I see. What he spent doing, how long is he, hasn't he been in the NFL like 21 years of his life or something yeah. like that? What he's spent doing for 21 years, and for the vast majority of that time, he's had a burning, sizzling spotlight, unlike anybody else in sports, with the exception of maybe Tiger Woods and LeBron James, right, during that time. So what he's done is he's had to study um, ways to keep himself from giving away too much information, from sealing himself off, from not speaking the truth, right, giving the political answer now you got to go in the other direction. They want you want your analyst to be kind of quirky, kind of like I like ham, but I don't like mustard. Oh, there's a little chink in the armor. You know, the, you like that sort of shit. The the uh, you know the John Madden. I want the turkey and the duck and the thing sewed together and put it in the oven. I'm going to eat the shit out of it. And now he's got to completely <laughs> change his mindset from being the closed off. Gee, I don't want to piss anybody off, guy. Don't think to, about this. He's not going to do it. It's never going to happen. He's not. The personality type. Just because some like moron it. said we need to get Tom Brady because he's the most famous guy and he's Tom Brady, let's sign him, uh, open up the, the the bank vault. Rupert Murdoch is going to die soon anyway. He doesn't need the money. But it's not going to happen. It, it just, <laughs> and, and, and being the analyst is not about how many hours you spend memorizing shit. There's no win in no, that. Yeah, fact, yeah, nobody... I, that's there, the you don't. You can't study for a full year and be a better. It just there, no. That's not even the question. No. The question. The not. The question is not that he's going to be able to understand the game and how to call. Uh, you know, a jump route and the, he he knows all of that shit. That's that's not, that's, that's not a. That's not. That's not the deal. Then that's not the job anyway. I mean, that's what I think Tony Romo is learning is that that's not the job. The job is you got to be the guy, the, the backslapping guy at the corner bar who's funny every now and again. And then once in a while blows you away with, oh, watch the tight end go over here and then zig this way. And I, and I also, there's just this zeitgeist, these stories about Tony Romo being lazy and stuff that have just popped up over the past few weeks. Is that some weird shit or what? Well, you know, he had his couple years of he's the greatest. And so. Uh, and, and this is because you people in the media, you want to build people up and then you want to destroy them. You love doing that, you people in the media. I always so, like wonder, now, but I always. Greg Olson is the new golden boy. Well, you know what? I, I'm totally on board with that, actually. No, but, actually. Um, I'm always wondering, like, where, where, does, where does the Tony Romo sucks and he's not preparing? Where, do that, where does that shit come from? Like, where, who's feeding? Like, who's talking? And I just feel like that's Jim Nance in the, at 9 o'clock at night talking to a sports writer. But, hey, this guy sucks. I'm carrying this guy. And uh, you fuckers need to pay attention because he's really slipping. It's got to be coming from somewhere, Brad. This does not just happen. The, the sports writers just don't go, you know, his quality has really gone off between week four and week seven. Yeah, I that get, just does, I, it doesn't just happen. Let me just throw one one last thing. We'll we'll, we'll move on. Uh, I did read a bunch of pieces about Billy Packer. Who, oh who, yeah, Mr. Cash. But, you know, Billy Packer. What for thirty five straight years was the guy that sat next to the man who was broadcasting you know, NCAA basketball, the finals, Final Four. When it started with Kurt Gowdy and yeah. Al McGuire. You know, yeah. I mean, he was with everybody and. Uh, unfortunately, I think he also had to do some years with Nance at the end there, right? <laughs> he did have to do some years with Nance. But, 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 but here's the point. Here's the point. Um, Billy Packer refused to use a computer, and, and he wasn't gone that long ago that, that people already weren't using a lot of uh, statistics. and things. Uh, Apparently, Billy Packer would walk into every game with one sheet of paper with a few things that he had written down, and that's all he brought with him but he also brought his ability to analyze and communicate 
and opinionate, and he pissed off people a lot yes. with his opinion. He did and, that. Yes, and you you are you can't recreate that. No, in someone else. So he's the guy, he's the guy. Somebody, this is a year. This is a fake bit. They're going to get out of it. There's just no way. But Tom the, Brady is more likely to be doing bowling on Fox. Well, than, than he is the lead spot. I'm just NFL. I'm just worried about the loss of income here. I just yeah. hate to see the man turn down 37. How is he going to live? I, How does I he get it? Plus, he, what he's a, a good. You know, well more than 20 years away from starting to get his but, social security see, but you gotta I, this is the other thing i'm i'm i'm, I'm just gonna throw this at you he's got barnacles that are hanging on to the ss brady right i mean he's he's good the income he's always going to be rich but there are barnacles that need to be fed by him and if there are people around him consulting like lawyers accountants and stuff that see him pushing away 37 million bucks a year don't you think they're going no 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 don't you think that happens no <laughs> I think that there are no, barnacles no. on the and, SS Brady. Right. Um, now, is, is it just going to be uh, we'll rip up the contract, no harm, no foul? Oh, I think so. Or is he going to walk away with some, some um, fuck you money for me not fucking up your broadcast? <laughs> think about that. He's good. He could end up being the highest paid guy to never do a game ever. He's- He's already got like a podcast. They can they can buy his podcast, and he can appear at the Super Bowl at yeah. the pregame show once a year, and they'll they'll pay him a million dollars, and that'll be fine. Right. At, at they'll fly point, him in. At which point the resentment factor will be uh, pretty high. All right, okay. Wait, here wait, we go. I, 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 but you, the Billy Packer thing was, and for those of us who were here locally, he he started out calling ACC games back when ACC games on TV were a big deal. He did have the Howard Cosell thing. You love to hate him. And he, he rode that till the very end. <laughs> he, he rode that, that. He was the guy. Uh, he, he was not, like, well-liked among fans. But sometimes he would accidentally tell the truth because he did bludgeon everybody. That, that was fair to say, that he did bludgeon everyone. Which, you know, would be about the opposite of a Tom Brady, probably, unless Tom Brady decided to, well, fi- finally I get to say everything I've always thought and kept my mouth shut about, and then he'll be hated. Okay. That's right. That's right. So, there, there, there's no win. All right. Uh, we are the LeBron James ticket buying geniuses. Yeah. How can Why we make is, this story about us? Let's like, let's make this story about we're us. We're going to make this story about us. What was it? Five years ago? <laughs> yeah, it says five years. Five ago. years ago, during the the, the playoffs, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers had already won a championship, and this yeah. was the uh, the year after, and they're in the finals against the golden state warriors yeah and uh you and i decided actually i decided and forced you to go with me we got in the car and we drove up to cleveland because we thought this was going to be lebron's last game in cleveland it was a big deal and i grew up in ohio and i kind of had a thing i thought yeah this it's a it's a crazy thing to do two fools like us to just drive all the way to cleveland for one nba finals game but we did it. We did. We did it. I and got the you know T-shirt what? around here somewhere. There's I've a got t-shirt. the T-shirt on. Let's see. Do I have it on right now? Mm-hmm. There it is. Yes, I do. Oh, look at that. There it is. Yes, sir. Yeah. I think about 18. Okay. The, the 18 is because of the year. Um, and we did it, and it was fun. I'm, I'm glad we did it. We, yeah, we paid uh, like four or 500 bucks a ticket, whatever it was. Um, and... But you know, how many times are you going to get to do something silly like that? We did it, and 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 I and I enjoyed it. Now, with that being there, yeah, uh, in the next two games, maybe in the next game, LeBron is going to break the all-time NBA scoring record, right? And it's uh, likely to uh, be done in Los Angeles at uh, the fabulous. Uh, he don't play there anymore. No, at the so. Staples. Oh, no, no not anymore. No. What, what, what is it called now? Crypto. Crypto.com. The crypto.com wow. arena. You know, I, I noticed that finally Miami got rid of the name FTX arena. That's gone. Jesus. Yeah. Well, good. They finally got, got rid of that. But uh, Los Angeles, again, they can't quit crypto either. No. Um, and right now, the very best courtside seats. <laughs> Seventy thousand dollars a piece. You got to be shitting me. Yeah, you have to be shitting me. Look it up. See, see what it is right now. 
I don't, you know, I, I'm going to take your word for it, but I just, uh, in the, Joe Biden is killing this economy. If people have $70,000 to well, they buy a seat for this. Jesus. Uh, as of this morning, the cheapest set of loge level tickets started at around 500 and went up to uh, 2000, except for those uh, couple that are uh, way over that. This um, is the most joyless record that you'll ever see broken. I believe the LA Lakers on the season have 25 victories. Yeah. Uh, so far uh, they, they would, I think they might be in the play in at this point. And this, this record, God bless him. Uh, you, you brought up the fact that what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar hit exactly one three pointer in his entire career. Yeah. Cause he was terrible at it. You know, he shot uh, <laughs> 2000 of them. He was one for 2000. He only hit one. And, I'll say this. LeBron James seems to be getting from from most people not the adoration that you would think. Would you would you say that's fair? I mean, I know on ESPN it's obsession you know, and on I'll sports talk it, radio. I think people t- they do take him for granted. Yeah. They 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 really do. And that. um Joe Biden's age aside, okay, the most miraculous uh person who's uh, much older than uh, other folks in their profession playing at the highest level is LeBron James, because if you look at his his output, it's as high as it's it's ever been. This is one of his best seasons ever individually, and uh, he's not causing the losses on the team. He just isn't. It's not it's not fair to to tag that on him. And um, you know, it's proof that it's it's never a one man game. It never was, and. And it never will be. And if you put Michael Jordan on shitty teams, he probably wouldn't have won as many titles as he did. What did he win? Six? Six, three, yeah, one, three, correct, three, yeah. right? It right. just uh it just wouldn't have wouldn't have happened for him. Um, you know, it was a great piece that traced the leading score of all time over the years. The first person to score twenty thousand points was Bob Pettit who played in the 1950s for uh, the St. Louis Hawks. He's a big, tall, um, I don't know if he's a center, I guess a t- tall forward center. He was great, great player. And he held that record of all time until Wilt Chamberlain passed him. And then Wilt Chamberlain went way up there. He retired. And then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar knocked out uh, Wilt Chamberlain, who was extremely bit. He was, at- no, he actually was. He was very nice about it. He was great. He was great about it. And uh, Kareem has held that all-time scoring record, I think, for about 35 years or so. Um, and uh, he is also extremely bitter, angry, and je- – no, he's not. He's being very, very good about it. Um, but the the uh, only interesting crossover is that when Kareem uh, retired – I think it was he, he retired, and uh, like nine months later, LeBron James was born. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. something like that. This is. So. It, I, I I think you're right. I think when you take it for granted at the age of 38 years old, because it's just something for me, and for people who are like way younger than I am, and there are a lot of people who are way younger than I am. He's been in the league practically he's their whole adult whole life. life. Absolutely, and so you take it. You take it for granted. You could say that about Tom Brady too. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. correct. Right. Uh, these these people are there, and uh, you're not going to see their their likes again. You're not going to see their longevity again. What's his name on Dallas? Uh, uh, Luca uh, Donick. Uh, you know, Luka, Luka Doncic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's scoring at a prodigious rate. And what is he? Only about twenty four or so. Yeah. yeah. So if you projected him out. He could be a guy who might break the record someday. They already asked, fuck, I'm not going to play that long. Of course. <laughs> because they make so much money. Exactly. In, in enough years that uh, the likelihood that anyone's going to play into their late 30s. Plus, anymore, it's a difficult game. It takes a lot out of your body. It's, 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 not a, it's, not it's a long schedule. It takes a lot out of your body. I mean, it's not like football, but you, you might have trouble walking when you're 50. So, yeah, you might not want to do that forever. 
Yeah. And you're not going to be able to compete at that high a level. So, yeah, right, it'll so, be interesting to see. Anyway, that. but we, I think we got a much better deal for under $1,000. <laughs> we did. That last did. game, it was cool. It was great to be there. It was, and the game meant something. The, the Cavaliers lost. And, and, that and our halftime and our, and our, our halftime entertainment was? The, the Little John guy? Little John with special guest Ludacris doing, of course, their big hit. Yeah. Now, Usher was not there, but still. They lip synced uh, their big hit. Yeah. Uh, can I uh, uh, move us to an off ramp? Sure. Not directly related at all. But is it just me? Or is this whining and crying and caterwauling? Oh, Beyonce didn't get the album of the year. She's never won it. <laughs> but she's got the most Grammys Thank ever. <laughs> she's been denied. It's so. Can I just say something? Who fucking cares? Nobody cares. I got it. Well, now hang just on. Stop. And I understand Harry Styles doesn't deserve any. I get that. I understand that. But you know what? The Grammys have been, continue to be, and always will be bullshit. So yeah, but they've this is this is what's funny. This is what's funny because there, there's like been extreme overcompensation by the Grammys because for a while. Uh, people of color shall, as we say, not felt and terribly included. So they went, okay, okay, okay. We're going we're gonna to make sure that we salute the culture, everything that you do. And then all of a sudden, you know, this this old white woman <laughs> wins this award and it's not Beyonce. And they're like, oh, fuck. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that the old white woman won the award that Beyonce was supposed wait, to win. By, by continuing to deny her the one Grammy that she really wants, isn't that a backdoor way of continuing the racism. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not. Re- I mean, can I'm you just really? Saying. Yeah, but can you really say that she has been minimized or injured in any way yeah. by this? And by the way, remember, she's smart enough to be married to a guy who would never break bread with Donald Trump. Okay, I mean, and I'm glad, but I, right? I just want to—I I do want to assure—I do want to assure, I, I wanna assure uh, the Beyonce fan, the fans that are, are listening to us. We have, a, we have a huge. There's a big overlap, Brad and Britt people and Beyonce fans. When we had all the white guy uh, uh, conference call, when they had the Zoom meeting with the white guys, we did—we did not decide to screw her at the Grammys. Uh, now, and now we did decide to go ahead and tell Will Smith to go fuck off for about 20 years. That did happen at our last white people Zoom meeting, but that, I mean, I, what That's are we true. supposed to do? What do we? That's what can we do? That's true, but uh, we we just hope that she's able to work through her pain <laughs> she's, and somehow live a productive life. I did, did, now you've after, seen that she, after she's, uh, undergoing and having to to tolerate this indignity. You know, she's on tour this summer. She's coming to Charlotte to Bank of America Stadium, the massive stadium, and you've already seen uh, Ticketmaster. You better not fuck this one up. You better not. We saw you with that Taylor Swift thing. If you fuck up this Beyonce thing, you're in big trouble, Mister. That's it. Well, we, seen we that. do know. We do know that they are not going to fuck up the Pink Floyd reunion. Yeah. Because there's obviously, well, never going to be one. Uh, we had an explosion, just an explosion, explosion. a couple days ago <laughs> from uh, David Gilmore's wife. David Gilmore's wife, who is now, a, a raise your hand uh, writer and lyricist herself, her name is Polly Sampson. Ra- raise your hand if you knew that David Gilmore was married. And like, by the way, in high school, this was my favorite band. My favorite band was Pink. I was the guy in high school who never smoked pot but listened to Pink Floyd. I, I was that guy. So the Venn diagram didn't work for you, did it? <laughs> it was just the the slightest, tiniest sliver you could ever imagine. So she tweets this out. Sadly, at Roger Waters, you are anti-Semitic to your rotten core. Also, a Putin apologist and a lying, thieving, hypocritical, tax-avoiding, lip-syncing, misogynistic, sick-with-envy megalomaniac. Enough with your nonsense. Uh, So David Gilmore, the husband, retweets it and adds, Every word demonstrably true. <laughs> uh, 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 in case you don't know the backstory on this, 
Roger Waters did a recent interview with a German newspaper that compared Israel to Nazi Germany. Yeah. Uh, Waters also slammed Ukraine for the war there. Yeah, they did, after all, invade Russia and need to be it needs to be called out, as well as their president, Vladimir Zelensky, Jewish. While Pink Floyd, now led by David Gilmour, put out its first single in nearly three decades last year to raise money for, that's right, war-torn Ukrainians. Uh, uh, clearly, clearly, Roger Waters would like to see the money go to the Russians. <laughs> okay. the, the rivalry between David Gilmour and Roger Waters only goes back about 43 years. They've Water only been fighting for a while. has responded and says the remarks are incendiary and wildly inaccurate. Remember, so what does wildly inaccurate mean? Uh, that's not really a denial, right? It's either, it's either true or untrue, right? Right, right. And he noted way, in his current post that he's taking advice as to his position. Yeah, he's going to sue. Just add it to the lawsuits that these guys have thrown at each other over the years. Uh, by the way, if you've seen Roger Waters in public appearances on talk shows, his uh, his resemblance to 1996 Richard Gere is uncanny. Absolutely uncanny. They look very, very much alike. Is that uh, Pretty Woman, Richard Gere? Oh, that a few that a few years post Pretty Woman. Okay. I would say a few years past prime Richard Gere. He looks very much to me like. A, Late 90s, uh, Richard Gear. Uh, all right. Well, while we're uh, in the neighborhood, let's move over to um, really our, our podcast icon, our hero, Joe Rogan. $200 million <laughs> contract for his podcast, Joe Rogan. We're a little bit behind that. Yeah. Uh, for ours. Way to uh, renegotiate, though. Holy shit. Right. Uh, Joe Rogan was talking about Nancy Pelosi's endorsement of Adam Schiff to run should uh, Dianne Feinstein finally step away as the senator from California. It would be an open seat, and Adam Schiff has uh, expressed his desire to run for the seat. So here's what Joe Rogan said. It's crazy. You see him sitting next to Elon Omar, where she's apologizing for talking about it's all about the Benjamins, which is just about money she's talking about money that's not an anti-semitic statement i don't think it is benjamins are money the idea that jewish people are not into money is ridiculous that's like saying italians aren't into pizza it's fucking stupid then he said this about elon omar whether you agree with her or not she has a bold opinion and that opinion is not her own really There's many people that have that opinion, and they should be represented. Of course, he doesn't mention that uh, she acknowledged that what she said was wrong, and she apologized for it. But that's so he's he's what what Mr. Rogan is saying that there's some sort of underrepresentation of people saying that Jews are obsessed with money. That's not an opinion that's getting out there. This caught the attention of (laughs) United States-born British comedian David uh, Badell. David Badil, Rogan. Yes, Badil. Is it Badil? Yeah, David Badil. Badil and Skinner. Fantastic comedy team. Okay, my my mistake, my error, my ignorance. Uh, on his podcast, and by the way, he's written a, a book called Jews Don't Count. <laughs> I like that. He, he's really funny. He's a very funny guy. You should check out some of his stuff. I actually want to stop banging the Jews Don't Count drum at some point, but it's hard to do when a racist myth about Jews is just. Well, on one of the biggest podcasts in the world, and no one gives a fuck. (laughs) The heart of understanding Jews are into money is not like Italians are into pizza. Because unless my history lessons really miss something, nobody exterminated a large number of the entire Italian community because of their love for pepperoni. (laughs) I I do love the, the Joe Rogan thing about how yeah, there's a lot of people out there with the opinion that Jews are obsessed with money, and they're they're just not having their voices heard. <laughs> if we could just have those people be, let me, let that be expressed. Well, by the way, it's hard to say any particular <laughs> other group collectively is into money when you publicly are making two hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's tough. For how should we say it? Not exactly backbreaking work. 
Okay, who's who's into whatever it is they are all about for the money? And Joe, I don't even know what your religion. I've no idea, but I certainly wouldn't ascribe your desire for gobs of money to whatever group you belong to. That would be be wrong. But you've earned the money. That's what I'm saying. This is the shit that I was trying to communicate with you about this guy. There are people out there that follow this guy and they think, oh, this guy's got politics down. Yeah. Oh, he he knows what politics is all about. He's got you little you little shitheads that are over here trying to figure out this and that with uh, the Republicans are going to do this and the Democrat. Oh, Joe Rogan swims laps around you fuckers. And they really believe it. And then every time he, he expresses any kind of supposedly studied political opinion, he fucks it up every time. Yeah, well, what you said the other day now kind of it's it's rattling through my brain um, because you you made the point and maybe I dismissed it uh, uh, too easily, which, by the way, as you know, that's the first time I've ever done that. With no, it's never happened. Yet. It's so rare. But but when he says something like this, yeah, it carries a disproportionate amount of weight compared to what it deserves to because of his reach and because of the uh, kind of audience that is his core audience that are true believers in things that he says. In other words, if um, Nick Fuentes, who you couldn't still identify if I showed you 10 pictures, he still don't know what he looks like. He don't know what he sounds like when he says something. The only reason it got any currency is because you know he had dinner with trump but i would submit to you that joe rogan making clearly anti-semitic tropes part of his shtick is more dangerous than uh, even a nick fuentes because joe rogan dresses it up as i'm a legitimate guy i'm a decent guy I've, you know i, I make a living i'm a podcast you like my podcast i think I think it's really bad news. I think it's bad well, news. Rogan he's also, a- and this is also, here's the subtlety of it, because he's the guy who is the leader of the aggrieved white males. It's him and Tucker Carlson. Everybody else is in, thir- you know, then you go down to your junior varsity, your Charlie Kirks and your Ben Shapiro's and, and whoever. But the capital, the A-level um, aggrieved white male leaders are Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson. And here's what Joe Rogan wants to preserve here, because he, again, his message to the aggrieved white males is, your ability um, to not achieve success, not your fault. And I'll just name you the people whose fault it is. It's the black people. It's the brown people. It's this. And then I want to have a little piece over here to reserve for the Jews. Because there's there, to, a, to an extent, when I need to pull that sword out of its sheath, I can always say, you know, it's kind of the Jews' fault too. Because they control all of this and they don't give you this. And it's, again, not your fault. You've worked very hard. You've made all the right moves, white guy. But but the Jews are trying to screw you. He wants to reserve that little piece over there for when he needs it, Brad. If 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 you'll permit me, uh, I want to uh, uh, share with you what the uh, ADL, the Anti Defamation League, says about the trope of Jews are greedy. And who yeah. would know better than the uh, Anti Defamation League? It's their business to know about Jews being greedy, if in fact it's true. Uh, One of the most prominent and persistent stereotypes about Jews is that they're greedy and avaricious, hoping to make themselves rich by any means. They're seen as both relentless in the pursuit of wealth and also stingy misers, determined not to let any money slip from their grasp. They are imagined to exert control over the world's financial systems, but they're accused of rightly cheating friends, regularly doing so, and cheating neighbors out of a buck. Sometimes the accusation of Jewish greed comes from observations or assumptions about Jewish wealth perceived as inherently undeserved. Uh, 2016 Pew Research dug into this. American Jews as a whole do represent the highest earning religious group in the United States. More than half of Jewish households earn less than $99,000 a year, however. Got that? Mm -hmm. More than half make less than $99,000 a year. 31% make less than $49,000 a year. So doggone it, every Jewish, they're all not raking it in. To demonize the economic privilege of wealthier American Jewish households as greed or as a hunger for power 
is to imply that such wealth is necessarily undeserved, foreclosing the possibility that the household income of Jewish high earners reflects values of hard work and sincere commitments to the ethical, medical, legal, cultural, and other social fields that our societies reward. When did this start? In the Middle Ages, when Jews were frequently associated with money. They had restrictions placed on their economic activity, were prohibited from owning land, and the only option was to earn a living through high-interest crediting, which, yeah, there you go, you end up with Shylock, right? With, uh, with There's Shakespeare, a lot of that. The, the money I, I think... I think in biblical times, uh, they relegated Jews to collecting taxes, and that's also another reason they became hated, despised. Right. right. So it's, it's kind, of a, kind of a little background. It's not a long piece. I won't read the rest of it, but, but, but you get the point. This is as old as you can imagine, and it never goes away. But, but you see, this, this proves that Joe Rogan, he's not, he's not indebted to one side or the other. He's defending a Democrat here. And nobody, even you and I, I'm not going to go that, I'm not going to say that rep, what Representative Omar said was really, she should have never said that. But I think she's been whipped to fucking death over that statement a million times, times 10. And she's apologized and all that other stuff, right? Nobody's defending what she said at this point, except for Joe Rogan, apparently. Right. Well, uh, well first of all, the fact that, that she got tossed. Yeah. Off of, uh, that committee is so rich. It's so hypocritical. It's it so is. beyond anything. Because Marjorie Taylor Greene exactly. is the Jewish space lasers gal who's never apologized for, for anything of the sort. Uh, and yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's no question about there's that. There's no comparison whatsoever. And, and, and like, I, maybe, maybe if, and this is crazy, if Representative Omar would have done something crazy like, I don't know, helped foment an insurrection and then help people plan the thing and then not apologize for it. Maybe if she were done something like that, which could never possibly happen, then we could talk about doing things like tossing her off committees and uh, censuring her, Brad. That's different. You know that. <laughs> let me, let me finish up yeah. with one thing. Cause we are running out of time. Cause you know Go this, ahead. and I'm just, you're going to whip me for this, but now the latest from Goldman Sachs, they put out some numbers. They said, you know, we, we, we ran the numbers and crunched them. And we got our abacus out and did a spreadsheet. We see in the next 12 months only a 25% chance of a recession, Brad. 25%, which I think means 75% of no recession in the next 12 months. Yeah. Well, what really what I, drives me. What, these, these kinds of stories mean so little because if you go back a year, 14 months, and you see how many economists and how many places like Goldman Sachs uh, had folks saying that inflation was uh, going to be transitory. It wasn't going to stick. Right. And uh, everything was going to be just fine pretty quickly. Where are those people now? Well, where are, are they out there? Besides Paul Krugman, who completely admits he got it wrong. Okay. He, he says he got it wrong. I, I don't see any of these other people. So, no one knows the future. Exactly. It just mean nothing. Okay. What you know, bothers me, it's 25% that the Eagles are going to win. Well, what, what bothers me greatly is that Doesn't I'm mean. old enough. I remember, I remember, I'm old enough to remember, and certainly you are, the 08, 09 Great Recession. Worst economic conditions we've had in this country since the Great Depression. Um, and I just remember, especially starting to pay attention to reporting on the economy. And I see a lot of the same mistakes. In, in journalists who are trying they the stuff is put out there without any proper context at all. And, and they just continue to meet to me to make the same kind of mistakes. Some of the business reporting I've seen is among the worst reporting that's out there. There's no proper context. It always has but been. It, it always has and, and the other thing about it is I also see all of these business geniuses, these Wall Street geniuses that are hunkered down in their bunker waiting for what if you, again, what if you guys do all this stuff, make all these preparations and there's no storm? At what point do you poke your head out and actually, I don't know, do business? That, that shit bothers me too, that these guys are all like, oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Well, maybe it's not. It's not. It's not. So well, I don't it's, know. It's your job to tune out the noise. It's, it's, it's your job not to react back and forth with every prediction because uh, you you'll whip whipsaw yourself to death and you'll be buying and selling stocks and doing all kinds of crazy shit um and 
in the end, uh, you, you'll, you'll, you'll be a big loser. And I know you don't do that. So <laughs> no, but it I, I, I wouldn't worry about a story like that. And yes, it was stupid to put that up there. <laughs> when you were doing that on purpose, because you didn't want to talk about my final story, which is apparently, and I labeled this, um, tick tock challenge stupidity. Yeah continues you you just you'll, you'll never believe how stupid this one is you ready all right go ahead lead, get us home with that one it's it's super high cliff diving and apparently this is uh the production of uh, people in norway this is their thing tiktok slaps warning on death diving that's what they call it they call it death diving where what kids death the mother of all belly flops by throwing themselves into water from extreme heights. And they've been doing this in Norway for years, I guess. It is an extreme sport. And once it goes on TikTok, right, it's just inevitable that some kid in Colorado is going to do it and is going to die. And uh, let's just sit back and wait for the stories because it's going to happen, right? They're going to do it. They're jumping off of bridges, you know, high bridges, things like that. See, Darwin never figured he'd have the internet to help out and uh, prove his theory. This is so beyond, despite videos being tagged with a warning. Oh, come, well, they have a warning. Oh, well, that's, on, <laughs> that's okay. The actions in this video are performed by professionals. Many are fearing that easily manipulated TikTok using youngsters. Really? There are some? May try it on their own. Uh, it's mm. good stuff. Mm. Mm. Oh, All right, guys. I guess the most popular one is somebody who's in an extremely small bikini doing Oh, well, hang on. Well, I didn't realize that was the case. Yeah. Hang on a second. Yeah. So she's super down. hot. She does it, and uh, people weren't sure that she didn't die doing it. So that, that would really you Would you ever consider – I mean, I don't, I don't think – I think I know the yes, answer. Yes, I would, would consider doing it. No, I would consider doing it. That's not what I was asking. Would you ever consider downloading that app to a device that you have? Because I would not. Yeah. No. I see this. I'm not saying I don't watch this stuff, but I see it through reels and other stuff yeah, on I, YouTube. I, and, I see it when it gets. Yeah. But, but uh, no, it, you know, this fits into my, I only have so much time left on earth. <laughs> on this planet. Wait, yeah. on the internet. Right. I already waste enough. I already do you, enough you, stupid shit. I don't. Yeah. Need. You've chosen, you've chosen a lot of that time to go ahead and just get annoyed at me for posting stories about business. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, there's, there's all kinds of, all kinds of stuff, and and uh, and I don't need it. And so I'm, I'm, it's like Beyonce albums. I don't have any. I don't have you any. Enjoy them. Good for you. He's obviously, you're gonna get if, if you're gonna get one. Not my thing. It's okay. If you like if it. If you're gonna get if you're gonna get one Beyonce album, it would be Lemonade. Lemonade would be the one that you would get because that's a that's the good one. Why do you know that? Uh, that's the one where, where Jay-Z was cheating on her. <laughs>